0: You're listening to 30-Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic.
1: And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it.
0: We want to prove that no matter who you are,
1: or how much education you have,
0: with a little help from the internet,
1: anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Good afternoon.
0: Good afternoon.
1: So today, you are going to give me a topic, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm ready for it.
0: Okay. Well, it's still summer. Yes. And Zach and I are about to do something that people like to do in the summer. Here they do it all year round, but people like to do it in the summer. What's that? Go to the beach.
1: Oh, yeah. That is true. We're People do that here all year round. Yes. But for most people, it's a summertime treat.
0: And the thing that I'm about to task you with is also actually something that people do in the summer. But here, they, I think, do it all year round. Yeah, they definitely do. What, but
1: what is it? Tell me. Surfing. Oh, cool.
0: That's cool, right? I
1: love surfing. I've never surfed in my life, but I Neither love surfing.
0: Neither have I. I love the look of it right. and the thought of it.
1: Yeah, but and the I... whole, like, culture around it. I yeah, think it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I figured you could learn about for us. We're trying to do some fun. I don't know if we're really trying this, but I kind of feel like we are. You know, it's summer. The topics are a little bit relaxed. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. It's just something you can listen to easily. Maybe while you're laying on the beach. Maybe while you're watching people surf. Wow, that would be so awesome and meta. And great for you because you would know what to talk about when they <laughs> came in from the water. Um, but yeah, it you know it feels like a nice summertime topic, right? Yeah,
1: I agree. This is this will be a uh, nice relaxed episode. And
0: I bet surfing has a lot of um, interesting historical and cultural um, beginnings. You know that we probably yeah, know nothing probably. about. I,
1: I could see that. To me, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where it started.
0: I, yeah I don't know. I kind of picture it in the um islands in the Pacific.
1: That's what I picture too,
0: but we could be totally wrong. who knows?
1: yeah, it could have been invented right here in California for all I know.
0: yeah, it could be doubt um, it
1: i there was a documentary I mean there still is this documentary. It's just pretty old called uh Endless Summer. Have you seen that?
0: No, but I think I've heard of it,
1: it It's very, very famous um. You've probably if you haven't seen the movie, you've probably at least seen the poster for it. It's the poster is arguably more famous than the movie itself. But uh, it um, follows these surfers like kind of, It's been a long time time since I've seen it, but I think they go like all around the world, at least to several countries. Um, you know, Australia, North America, South America, and uh, they are surfing. And I remember there was one scene in there. I don't remember where they are. Um... Some some island where the people are, uh, um, I, I don't know if like third world is the right term, but like somewhere where they had never seen surfing before, you know. And mm-hmm. I think this documentary is mm-hmm. from like the seventies or something like that. They, they've literally never seen it, and uh, the, these guys are there surfing, and then the little kids go grab like pieces of wood and and I I don't know if they had like little paddle boards or what, but they like just have would and go out there and start like trying to surf and actually like kind of doing it it wow. was really really cool cool good like for little seven year old kids who like saw surfing for the first time that day and then are like finding whatever they can to try to get up on a wave
0: oh that's yeah, so it's sweet. really cool. cool well it sounds like you already know a little bit about surfing which is a great primer not much more than that but okay it's a start. perfect yeah great okay well please learn about and then tell us all about surfing we will do
1: Boy, if we weren't publishing this episode in just a couple of hours, I would say let's find some Hawaiian music for the interlude. Right? That'd be appropriate.
0: I mean, we probably could do it in a couple hours. The internet is boundless resources.
1: Yeah, but we're busy.
0: Yeah, no, we are busy. busy.
1: Can we talk about how annoying I sounded in the intro?
0: Oh, did you? I thought so. I thought you sounded nice.
1: I've sounded very far away from the microphone. You did. I ended every sentence with a question mark. I sounded like an idiot.
0: Aw, I thought you sounded great.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Surfing. Okay, this was this was uh, a bit challenging. You know, it's funny really? we've had episodes like the microwave and Alexander the Great. These, you know, it's like how do you, where do you start? Where do you end yeah. on stuff like that? I know. Sur- I
0: specifically feel like I assigned this one, being like, oh, it'll be fun and easy and breezy.
1: Yeah. Well, it wasn't – I guess challenging is the bad – not the right word. Um, It was just – it's a lot to encapsulate. Mm. So you kind of have to decide what you're going to talk about and and focus on. So – as we'll see i really tried to just focus on like the the cultural beginnings of surfing That's we cool. don't really get into anything modern i don't break down the different types of waves and and you know who the best in the world is and all the world records and where yeah. people surf like everyone's familiar with surfing we can mm-hmm. all picture it uh, I, don't, I don't know. I just didn't think it'd be that interesting to find out, like, what the best surf spots in the world are. We- yeah. I don't think there'd be any huge surprises on that list.
0: I think also this is what I wanted to learn about because, to me, surfing is one of those things that, like we said, we all know about, but I think I pictured it having interesting cultural roots and beginnings, and it's something that we celebrate, but often just in western culture and the way that we've modernized it and we don't know anything about its beginnings and I think maybe we should.
1: Agreed. Well, on that note, um before surfing. So we're going way back, like
0: How far back?
1: Um I think I saw it as 4th century AD.
0: Okay, wow.
1: So it's pre-surfing. Uh, you okay. know, the Peruvians they would use small little like rafts made out of reeds cool. and uh to kind of go up and over waves while they were fishing, which to me, when I hear that, I'm like, OK, well, doesn't isn't that every boat? Like, I guess yeah. the difference is that it didn't have sides on it. You know, it was just a flat raft mm-hmm. and maybe I didn't see photos. I don't know if there are obviously not photos, <laughs> but like recreations, like yeah. maybe they are. Uh, kind of narrow and rectangular and, you know, kind mm-hmm. of similar to a surfboard today. But, were but they,
0: they were using them for utilitarian purposes? Right.
1: This was not a sport. This was yeah. not a, a fun uh, a fun activity. This was like just something that they used to go out and fish.
0: That's cool. So Peru, so South America. Peru,
1: yeah. Okay. Uh, that's going way back. Yeah. Uh, the earliest documentation of anything like riding on waves were were like they called them belly boards. I don't think they called them that now, but now we would call them belly boards. People uh, having little planks, little boards, in uh, like a boogie board, you know, they yeah. go out and just kind of roll in on it. I mean, I feel like that you can come about that kind of naturally. Like mm-hmm. if you see the wood out there already, like it, it's floating, you hold on to it, it. The wave pulls you in. Yeah, you know, you can see how that. Have would you ever. Start been, way earlier than surfing.
0: Have you boogie boarded?
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, we used yeah. to every it's summer. It's so fun. It right? is. It's a lot of fun. When you I first miss that.
0: Like, get it, you know, when you first actually catch a wave and ride it in, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this
1: is it's awesome. it, it's a lot. When you're doing it, it feels extreme. But then <laughs> when you see people doing it, it's like, oh, cute.
0: I know. But it really does feel yeah, extreme. Yeah, it's fun. Well, because you're on this very thin line between catching a wave and riding it in, and you're like kind of far out, and now you're literally up on the surface, or just kind of getting pummeled by the wave, and you're just underwater, drowning.
1: Well, hopefully not.
0: Yeah. Just brief drowning, I mean. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay, so now we're going to get into surfing surfing. Okay. That originated in the Polynesian Islands. So Mm -hmm. like you thought in the intro, uh, we're talking Tahiti... Fiji, Samoa, Hawaii. Those are the Polynesian islands. This is long before Hawaii was a U.S. state, of course.
0: Like where um, Moana lives.
1: Right. Uh, also, I guess they... I, I i only saw this in passing. I didn't, like, dig too much into it, but there, uh, the, the, what I was reading didn't focus much on it, so I don't think there's much to learn necessarily, but they there was, like wave riding sort of in Africa as well as Peru. Mm. But, uh, you know, it went on to like really target the Polynesian islands as where surfing originated. Um, The most well-documented are the Hawaiian islands where it was very much a cultural thing Mm -hmm. more so than just a pastime. So of all the Polynesian islands where we know surfing was happening Mm -hmm. Hawaii is the one that really stood out as the most. Uh, that's where it was the most important to the people there. They cool. cared the most about it. They did it the most, and I think they did it uh, maybe long after other cultures kind of it faded away and no one really did it anymore. In mm-hmm. say Tahiti, okay. I'm you know just using that as an example. Right, right. Uh, And they would so the the native Hawaiians they would do it with a lot of respect to nature. Like mm-hmm. like we said, it was a cultural thing. It wasn't just a sport. So they would operate under this this uh, um thing, I don't know what you'd call it called kapu,
0: mm-hmm. which was how do you spell that
1: K A P U. Okay, cool. And that is the ancient Hawaiian code of conduct. Oh cool. So it's basically how you carry yourself, how you interact with, with others, with your village, with nature, um, with uh God, I suppose, I don't know.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. We don't have an equivalent to that, do we? Hmm. I don't Just know. Just, like, moral character, maybe. But but we don't have, like, a nice, cool word for it that you could check in with yourself and be like, how's my kapu today?
1: No, we don't. I think, I mean, I guess laws are probably, you know, I don't think they had anything sounds... more formal than kapu in terms of laws. I think it was that was kind of uh, what yeah. they lived by.
0: But it also sounds kind of like there's a... Personal level of um, integrity involved. Definitely. That isn't. Yeah, I think that's a big distinction between now, like, modern laws. Just abiding laws. Yeah. Cool. I know.
1: We should all adopt it. Yeah, let's do it. So they would, under this kapu, this code of conduct, they would um, chant for waves. You know, they would, I guess you could call it praying for waves. They would make offerings to the trees that they cut down to make their boards out of. Wow. uh, Things like that. And then they would have certain boards in certain spots that were only reserved for royals and elites. You know, again, just like proving that this is really ingrained in their culture more so than a fun pastime or hobby or sport that it is today.
0: Mm -hmm. That's really cool.
1: These Hawaiians were definitely surfing as we would know it today. Mm -hmm. Uh, there There were different kinds of surfing depending on the board you were using back then, so... Uh, They had uh, several varying lengths and widths and, uh, you know, rounded edges on their boards, things like that. Um, Some of them you would use strictly lying down, but they were also standing up on boards riding waves. They were surfing.
0: Yeah, that's surfing, right? For
1: sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But different in that the boards they were riding on were made of solid wood. Oh. Which is not... You're not going to find a solid wood okay. surfboard today. Wow. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, but that's not what people yeah. ride today. What are,
0: they, what are they made out of? Just uh, like... We'll get to that a okay, little later okay. on.
1: Okay. Um, but they had these solid wood boards with the longest uh, uh, being over 20 feet wow. sometimes.
0: And that would be made from one piece of wood?
1: Uh, well, I didn't even think about that, but I guess so. Yeah, I, doubt wow. I don't think they had any sort of like lamination technology where they had layers they were pressing together... I don't. I yeah. don't think they'd be able to do that, or that wouldn't.
0: I don't. Well, I don't know.
1: They made ships, and they could hold ships together. Yeah. When I say they, I just mean humans at that time. Right. So maybe they could, but I would imagine it was probably like one solid piece of wood. Yeah. Which I didn't even think about that. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Uh,
1: but those longest ones, they were called olo boards. O l o. They could be like I said, twenty feet or more, uh, and those ones were reserved. Only for like i I guess you'd call them royals,
0: okay,
1: elites, like only certain people could even own or ride those boards again, not skill wise just like
0: mm. yeah uh, just you, like- you
1: know you're a commoner, you're just a regular yeah. person, like you don't get to have a board like that, wow, even if you go out and find your own tree and drop it down and make it like. They would probably like halt, you know, on the beach, yeah. be like, "What, like, what are you doing?" Halt! You don't get to ride there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure they used the word halt.
0: Yeah, I think they did. That's a native Hawaiian term I've heard.
1: Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, those boards, though, I mean, picture it—twenty feet long, yeah, that's really solid wood—and they were thinner than modern surfboards, which you know you can picture a surfboard maybe three inches thick, give or take. Yeah,
0: that's pretty. Um, so
1: they were thinner than that, but solid wood. Like they would weigh literally 200 pounds. Those really? yeah, those twenty foot ones, yeah.
0: I don't know how much wood weighs. Wow, that's a lot. A lot. Two hundred pounds.
1: I know. I don't know how they dragged it in and out of the Jeez, water.
0: Jeez, yeah.
1: Well, they also. They're pretty big people. They're strong. But I still, two
0: hundred pounds. That's a, just a lot. Yeah,
1: I know. Imagine dragging that across. Like your hands are wet, the board's wet, and you're dragging it over sand. That seems. Yeah pretty impossible.
0: Yeah, and of course I'm picturing them like hiking it on top of their car, which they were not car. doing. But. <laughs>
1: Carrying it up the stairs to their apartment. Yeah. yeah, Laying it on their balcony. That would right. be tough. Mm-hmm. So these guys are surfing their little butts off, right?
0: Good for them.
1: And no one even knows about it because they're an island in the middle of the Pacific.
0: Oh, you mean just no one else. Yes. Yeah.
1: Until 19... 19- No, not 19. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, 17, I think 1769, I want to say. Okay. A ship rolls through. Mm. And it is... uh, I'm
0: very skeptical of this ship. I
1: forget the name of the ship. I forget... Captain Cook was the captain. Um, I've heard that name, but I don't know who that is. Uh, But anyway, there's a guy on board named William Anderson. He's the doctor on board. Surgeon, Wasn't actually. Everyone's
0: name William Anderson back then. How could you tell him different right. from anyone else? But okay, great. He's a surgeon. He's they were the probably
1: surgeon. just all doing business as the same guy. So <laughs> they, you know, they yeah. collected all of their their different jobs together, and they were just one superhuman. Probably. Um, they were sailing through, and he saw these people surfing, uh-huh. and he was like, "This is." radical mm-hmm. uh and he wrote about it and i like i said i think that was 1769 but he didn't write about it for a while or his you know whatever book he was writing 1777 is when it was like published okay. and people started to, to read to about dry surfing dry land exactly some paper all the way back to england that's mm-hmm. a long trip wow
0: how? Did that's like literally probably there?
1: as far as you can be from england is hawaii right
0: Pretty. Much, i don't know yeah probably is it further than australia you think yeah it probably. is further than Australia from England how I mean either did he well, I guess
1: e- if you're going east, it would you know Hawaii's closer to England than Australia going east, yeah. but I would think that's probably the longer way to go.
0: How would they get anywhere
1: boats what do you mean
0: but I mean like what did they go around Africa?
1: yeah, I guess so. Oh, I mean, I'm sure Lord. they stop along the way, but yeah, that's probably a year's long trip wow uh, I don't know nuts
0: it's a lot of boating.
1: So surfing had been going on for much longer, obviously. It Mm -hmm. it wasn't like it was new in 1770 when he saw it.
0: It had had been going on
1: probably, right, probably hundreds of years Mm -hmm. or more. Um, But he saw it, thought it was sick. Mm -hmm. He wrote about it. uh, And then shortly after he writes about it, more European missionaries are coming to the area and landing Mm -hmm. on islands. And they see people surfing in Hawaii. And they're like, whoa, whoa. What the heck are you guys do? Don't you know you're going to go to hell if you surf? Like, stop are you surfing. Kidding? No, they told them that it was sinful and that they shouldn't surf. What? They're just trying to control them and like, yeah. you know.
0: That has nothing to do with anything, but okay.
1: No, but they just want to <laughs> yeah, you're right. eliminate their culture yeah, and have perfect. them live by theirs.
0: Right, great, yeah. Make everything the same and the world very boring.
1: So they start they to They also dis- said,
0: all of you are now called William Anderson. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> That's okay. Funny. Uh,
1: so they start discouraging surfing, and then as more and more Europeans and Americans are coming to Hawaii, mm-hmm. diseases start to kill all of the why, native people. I'm
0: sorry. Why is every story such a sad story? I don't know. Hopefully, this one will have some happy twists to it. But um, okay, great. So first, we got colonization. There are some
1: fine twists. So I don't think there's anything like okay, super great. happy. So we'll now we're here,
0: and we're bringing smallpox and things like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what we're bringing, but probably smallpox and other okay. things. Um, Great. I saw that they said the uh, what they call it pre-contact, like pre mm-hmm. any White European. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the the population could have been as much as eight hundred thousand on the Hawaiian Islands. Okay. Now could have been as much leaves that open to it being much much less, right? Okay, Yeah. But uh, apparently, after these people started showing up, the population of natives dwindled to 40,000.
0: <gasps> oh.
1: So, it were like a tiny fraction of what it was. Um, <laughs> so, of course, with that massive decline in population, like, mm-hmm. so is the the culture the, yeah. and especially like the upholding of traditions and like the remembering of culture that's been there for generations and right. generations. That was like the early 1800s. Okay. What now? We're in the late eighteen hundreds, and there's a bit of a resurgence. Um, their native government, Hawaii's native 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 government, excuse mm-hmm. me, was overthrown in the, in the
0: late eighteen hundreds. Yes. So is that when they still had a king? Uh,
1: yeah, I think their queen ruled, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Oh, okay. But I'm, I'm but just yeah, monarchy. Okay. Um, I, they may have had a queen. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure they did have a queen. Uh, even after that. Hmm. I don't know her name, but I think they had a queen into the 1900s, Okay, if I'm not mistaken. But e- either way, late 1800s, I think 1895, their government gets overthrown. 1899, uh, the U.S. annexes the Hawaiian Islands. Mm-hmm. Now, not a state yet, but they're like...
0: We just own you. Put a
1: flag in it, like, yeah, yeah. like, mm-hmm. we, we control you now. You don't have your own government. You okay. listen to us.
0: Great.
1: Um, so maybe they didn't have a queen after that. That seems pretty weird, but also... I. I feel like they had a queen maybe up until they became a state.
0: I don't... Maybe it could have been like a figurehead kind of like... Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably if it was.
0: I don't know. We really don't know any facts about this, so do your own research.
1: True. Um, So they're, they're, you know, getting kind of torn apart in the late 1800s. But that almost... I don't want to speak for them, but it almost like banded together what culture they did have left and the natives they did have left, like made them even, uh, you know, in the face of all of this, Hmm. they were even like more proud and like wanted even more so to not lose the culture that they still had and and hold on to what they had. Yeah. So in the early 1900s, they really like – Surfing picks up again. Like I, I, I don't know what you would attribute it to. If it's just like nostalgia, if it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we'll show them, like yeah. whatever. I mean, who knows? It could be anything. But it, it ho-
0: sounds like what you just said, like preserving the traditions and a, a renewed interest in preserving traditions. And
1: yeah, whatever it was, early 1900s Hawaiian surfing begins to gain popularity again, mm-hmm. and surfers would become uh known you know there was enough of a of a crowd of people who surfed enough interest people who were witnessing it that that people who were really good at surfing like kind of became well known they became like, like yeah it became a popular sport you could say and they were the best player yeah uh so yeah like a celebrity and they would go to america and elsewhere uh australia and do demonstrations because This started in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. or, you know, in the Polynesian Islands. We're focusing on Hawaii, where it really, like, was the strongest. And then, to this point, it had not spread elsewhere. You know, people weren't traveling to and from Hawaii. That guy rolled through in, in 1770, thought it was awesome, wrote about it, and yeah. then never saw it again. Right. Never went – he didn't go back to England and start surfing. No. <laughs> these missionaries came through and told them to stop doing it. They didn't yeah. go back to wherever they were well, from and not. start surfing yeah. or like start drawing pictures of people surfing and being like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. So it was totally isolated to that area wow. at least, if not specifically Hawaii. Mm-hmm. But these guys, uh, since it was becoming more popular – they would travel, like they would get invited to California. They would get invited to uh, Australia cool. to put on demonstrations.
0: And you mean uh, just show people as an exhibition, like a show that they were doing? Or do you mean they were teaching people or a little bit of both?
1: Exhibition. So there was one guy in California, Redondo Beach, if I'm not mistaken. He bought a bunch of property, wanted to attract people to that area. So he got in contact with this Hawaiian surfer and said, "Like, come here, put on a demonstration. I want to draw people to th-. so like that was a draw to get people to. Wow. I like I said, I think it was Redondo Beach um, to come watch this demonstration and be like, hey, now check out all this land I have for sale. Don't you <laughs> want to like live here and surf like this cool tan guy? Yeah, I um, mean
0: that does sound enticing.
1: Yeah, and then I think you know that was a that was like a slick business move that Mm -hmm. this guy was doing but then also like i'm pretty sure like the government of australia invited this man uh duke kahanamoku sorry i had to read through that one uh duke kahanamoku who be who's like one of the most legendary surfers of all time oh
0: really cool yeah
1: they invited him over there to yeah just like put on a demonstration like (laughs) I don't know. I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. Or if it does, it's just like, I don't know, tech stuff at like an Apple event and like the people who care, care and the people who don't, don't. But like back then it was like, here's something you have never seen before. Yeah. Like come watch it happen. You know, like there's, I don't That's awesome. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, I don't think we really have anything like that today outside of like the tech realm, you know?
0: Well, also we can just look stuff up on YouTube.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. That and, it's like, well, everything's... I don't know. Everything's, everything's out there. Everything yeah. that's being invented now is, like, tech stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so, uh, Duke Kahanamoku, he goes to Australia. The other guy, George Freeth, um, he's kind of thought of as the first modern surfer. Like...
0: And he's Hawaiian. Yes. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, uh, he, he definitely lived in Hawaii and then traveled other places to put on these demos. I'm not positive he was born in Hawaii I just don't know for sure so I don't want to say he doesn't have a last name like Kahanamoku (laughs) so I don't know (laughs) Um, but anyway like what he was doing was what people are doing today like he was surfing
0: cool and this Uh, was in the early 1900s
1: yeah so George Freeth I want to say came to America in 1904 if I'm not mistaken Uh, Cool. Duke Kahanamoku I think 1914 wow and what's cool about Duke, like he's a real legendary guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know that restaurant in Malibu, Dukes. There's the one in Hawaii, Dukes. Like that's, that's named
0: after him. Yeah. Oh, cool. I
1: hope so, or else I'm going to sound like an idiot. But yeah, um, <laughs> he was a three-time gold medalist Olympic swimmer.
0: Swimmer. Yes, he swimmer. Can do everything.
1: Uh, so he was already like famous. Yeah. Um, I think he won his first gold medal in twenty or <laughs> not twenty, uh, 1912. <laughs> So then he's doing these surfing things in 1914 and then he goes on to win two more gold medals at Olympics. Uh, he would do these demos and he really became a star. I mean between the swimming and surfing he was a celebrity. Yeah. Um, these people had never seen surfing before and they loved it. They would take up after him when he left. So he goes to Australia, puts on this show, leaves like when he leaves surfing's like the biggest thing in that community now. Yeah. Like everyone and, wants to surf. Yeah. Um same thing in like <laughs> they New know? Zealand.
0: Wow. I mean, I guess
1: you just learn like anyone else, you know? Um, He was a real ambassador of the sport. Like, he spread it to New Zealand and Australia and and elsewhere, I'm sure.
0: That's so cool. Um,
1: So this is a weird turn to the story. At this point, we're like 19, like like early 1900s, we'll just say, in that region. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a guy named Alexander Hume from South Carolina. Okay. So we're far away now. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. We're freaking,
1: I don't know, 8,000 miles away.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, He moves to Hawaii, starts surfing, and becomes great. Like, he's a great surfer. Like Duke, like George Freeth, rises to the top and is like a well-known surfer. Okay. So, according to this Ted Ed video by Scott Laterman that Mm -hmm. I was watching, um, that video said that this guy, Alexander Hume, he loved Hawaii. He wanted it to become a, a U.S. state. Oh, okay. So
0: wait, what year is this?
1: I I don't remember exactly, but early 1900s.
0: Okay, it's just amazing to me how recently Hawaii became a state. It always like blows my mind again when. I Oh yeah,
1: about if it. I haven't said it already, it becomes a state in 1959. That's So it's crazy. still much much like this is way before it becomes yeah. a state. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he uh, Alexander Hume from South Carolina once while to become a state mm-hmm. but he's uh he's a little worried about their native people and about <laughs> all of the asian people who work on the islands
0: worried in what way
1: um uh, i guess i mean this is not my opinion obviously <laughs> but i think he's just like that's not america like this needs to be america like this needs to be all white people here you oh know oh my gosh um I don't know what his beef was with them personally. I don't know if it was just their skin color. I don't know what a Hawaiian stereotype is that he would not like about – like I don't know what he didn't like about them or, or I don't know why he thought that it needed to be what all white people. A
0: weird – he just sounds very racist I would say. We could probably boil it down to that.
1: Yeah, probably. or uh-huh. uh, Definitely. Um, So So
0: he's like, look at how amazing this island is. Look at how amazing this sport is. I love everything about it, except actually let's erase all of you and make it totally white. Okay, great.
1: Yeah, pretty much. So he hired – or not – I guess I shouldn't say he hired. That's not true at all. But with the help of some filmmakers and some writers, Mm -hmm. you know, people who can put publicity out there – I don't know if that's how you say that. But anyway, Mm -hmm. people who can spread a message. Yeah. uh, He used surfing as a way – to attract white Americans to the islands. Okay. To, I guess, overtake the non white population. <laughs> okay. So his idea was like, you write about surfing. You go do articles in the Philadelphia Inquirer about surfing. Mm-hmm. You, like, film me surfing. Put it in every newsreel across the country. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's get people so interested in Hawaii that they move here. And before you know it, it'll be, like, 90% white people, and, like, then that'll be cool.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Didn't really work. I mean... It
0: didn't? I feel like it kind of did. No, I mean, it didn't.
1: Even today, that same video went on to say that Hawaii is... is. It said one of... I think it said, actually, the most uh, ethnically diverse state in America.
0: Diverse? Yes. Or... Well that doesn't mean that there's a large indigenous population still. Could be diverse because there's all kinds of people from all kinds of places there now.
1: Right, but I, I don't think that, that was his plan. I don't think that means that his plan right. worked. Right,
0: okay, fair. Yeah. His plan didn't work, but but I Also I would... his plan
1: didn't work because it didn't become a state for decades. <laughs> okay, you know? I'm
0: glad whatever happened this Yeah, year, is his plan didn't work.
1: It didn't work. He's but a loser. it eventually <laughs> did become a state as yeah, we said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and that brings us to Hawaii becoming a state in 1959. Okay. And that's kind of where this little history lesson ends. Okay. Now we're going to get into some just kind of surfing stuff.
0: Great. Is, okay. that, is that cool? Yeah, that's great. I, I'm, I feel like that's what I wanted to learn. Where did surfing come from? Yeah. And then learn some of its uh, origins so we can respect it more and know what we're, you know, emulating when we're doing it. Absolutely. I say weird as someone who's never surfed.
1: <laughs> right. So to sum it up, surfing originated in the Polynesian Islands, really was the strongest in Hawaii. Then uh, colonists came through, kind of wiped out the native population and their culture. Surfing had a real dip. Then... They uh, got very proud of their culture around the early 1900s, late 1800s, started surfing again. Mm -hmm. And then people were like, wow, this culture is awesome and surfing's very cool. Let's go surf all around the world. And they went far and wide and taught people how to surf. And then surfing became beloved all over the world.
0: Awesome. Yay.
1: Great. Now let's talk about surfboards.
0: Let's do it.
1: Like we said, they used to be solid wood. Much, much longer. That guy, George Freeth, he was the first person to um, take that long board because, he, like, we talked about the ones that were, like, 20 feet reserved yeah. for the royalty. But even, be like, besides that, boards were much longer than they are today. Okay. So he was the first one to, like, cut a board way down. He cut it half size, which is about the size of a typical long board today because there's a long that? board and a short board. Yeah. So, so he cut his board half size to about nine feet. Okay. Which is, like I said, about the size of what a longboard is today. Yeah,
0: it's a big board today. So what
1: we call a longboard was half the size of what he was originally riding. Um, And by doing that, it it becomes a lot more manageable, you know, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in the 1960s, the shortboard is kind of, I don't know if you'd say invented, but becomes like very popular. Mm -hmm. And that's about six, seven feet long. And that's... That's the even one. more maneuverable more yeah, manageable that's that's, that's what, it is what today. yeah that's what you picture well if you picture like a plastic surfboard yeah. you know with the fins you know that's what you're picturing is a as a shortboard
0: okay
1: um and then the long boards are the ones that are so a shortboard might be pointier on the end okay um a little more like curved to it the long board might look flatter more rounded at the end and they're often like painted with stripes going long ways up them okay. Uh if you saw them side by side you'd be like, "Oh, yeah, of course." Like well, yeah, those both are like surfboards in my mind, but longer. they're like very different, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh around that time, so 1960s is when the shortboard really comes into vogue. Mm-hmm. Uh the 1950s, so a little before that, that's when boards really become like mainstream in a way. Uh polyurethane foam is uh, started like polyurethane foam boards are invented in the 50s wow. so this is like the modern surfboard Okay, you know this is like the fender stratocaster like the electric guitar that was invented in the 50s and like pretty much looks the same now like that's like what this was for surfboards and it's this synthetic foam uh-huh. that is then uh you know shaped to exactly the shape of a board, mm-hmm. and then wrapped in fiberglass cloth, and okay. then covered with a resin to give it like a hard plasticky look and yeah. feel. But it's extremely light. Yeah, you can shape it exactly how you want. Like it, it's it can be mass produced, mm-hmm. and that became the most common board. And uh, that I mean that's still like how you make a surfboard today. Yes, today. And then in addition to the polyurethane boards, you have Hollow wood board. I mean, there are lots of different types of boards today. today, Yeah, hollow wood wood boards. Yes, that's cool. Um, Not anywhere near as popular as the polyurethane, but like Mm -hmm. there are, you know, lots of boards. Boards that are combination polyurethane and wood. Boards that are uh, polystyrene foam. Like just all this different stuff. Uh, I never really knew this, and I feel very dumb. You know, the fins on the bottom of a surfboard. Yeah. Do you know what they do? I know like I I when I read this I was like, yeah, that it makes I mean, perfect sense.
0: I figured they help you surf.
1: Right. But maybe when I say this you'll have the same reaction. They are rudders that prevent the board from moving laterally on top of the water. Like they essentially make it so you can only go straight. Oh. Otherwise, like picture like a skim board. Like you know how skim boards can yeah. like you know, you can be standing on it like you would be a surfboard, but then you can like kind of turn your hips, and you'd be moving sideways. Then you can yeah. turn, it, you know, like you, you wouldn't want that on a surfboard. When and that's you're what...
0: on the wave, it makes you go straight as opposed to just like sliding down. Or when you're okay, you're
1: down. not having the same reaction that I had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, picture standing on a, a picture putting a surfboard in a swimming pool just uh-huh. totally still water yeah and then standing on it let's yeah. just say that's possible and you have your perfect balance sure. because of those rudders you wouldn't really be able to like swivel your hips and turn the board like okay. like like uh like the pointers on a compass yeah, you know like it, it. it just wouldn't slide that way because the rudders are preventing that that uh you know they're kind of blocking the, the water like it's when you like turn a- like that's 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 like a, a, you know, it's stopping the water from moving as opposed to yes. picture you're standing on that same board, no fins on the bottom, you rotate your hips, like your feet would just move, not your feet, the board would just like slide right over yes. the top of the water, it's right? It's like
0: a paddle board. Same thing on a paddle board. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Paddleboards have fins. Yeah. It's the yes. same thing on a paddleboard.
0: Okay. Got it.
1: Um, and then of course you have the leash on a surfboard, mm. which... Wraps around the surfer's ankles, so the board stays attached when you inevitably wipe out, which is what mm-hmm. they call a crash in surfing. There you
0: go.
1: <laughs> Surfing's popular, right? Yeah, it's a I sport. Think so. Tens of millions of people do it. I think two point six million people surf in the United States, which wow. is the most of any country in the world. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Well, it's you know silly. what's crazy? Sorry, what'd you say? It's big. Also, the United States now encompasses Hawaii, so anyone in Hawaii who's doing it.
1: But do you know what the number three country is? I couldn't believe this. What? I didn't look any deeper, but I'm going to take it at face value. No, the United Kingdom.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Where are they surfing? By
1: population. Not like percentage, just by numbers. Maybe though.
0: like three people surf there, and because it's such a small country, they're like, yeah, that's a big percentage of the population.
1: No, not by percentage, just by numbers. Oh, I'm saying, oh, oh, yeah, like they have. There are more surfers in the United Kingdom than there are in Brazil, for oh, instance. Weird. I think Australia was number two, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That makes sense. They have access. Of course, to it water does. Yeah, that would be surfable. I know the United Kingdom is surrounded by water, but like. I wouldn't necessarily think you could surf in that water, but what do I know? Maybe, I guess you can.
1: I thought that was very surprising.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So as popular as surfing is, there's a whole culture surrounding surfing Mm. that possibly is more far-reaching than the sport itself.
0: Yeah, I bet it is, because there's people out there who love to be like surfer dudes who probably can't surf.
1: As you said that, you did the thumb and pinky symbol, which is Uh called the shaka. Shaka. Yeah, good job. Uh like we said in the intro, I, I, I said in the intro, I love the culture around surfing. I think it's super cool. I've never surfed a, a, a day in my life, but, mm-hmm. like, I still think it's awesome. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not a poser. Like, I'm not invested in this lifestyle, yeah. but I see it, and I think it's cool. Um, and a lot of that blew up in the 1960s. There was a string of, like, these, have you heard of, like, the teen beach movies of, like, no. the 60s? I mean, that's what they were. They were, like, these super low-budget, um, like all done on sound stages, like super fake look, and, and like it was just like these basically movies about teenagers in California, like mm. having fun on the beach. Like they were s- super cheesy. I've never watched like a whole one, but I've seen mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Okay, super cheesy. Just, like again, low budget, but like people ate it up because it was like cool California yeah. culture and like yeah. yeah. Uh So there were a bunch of those in the 60s. And then uh, the Beach Boys came out.
0: Yeah. And
1: their early music was heavily surf themed.
0: Yeah. And if you don't believe me,
1: I'm now going to list off songs and albums recorded by the Beach Boys. Okay. Ready? Yes. Surfing Safari. Mm -hmm. Surfing USA. (laughs) Surfer Girl. Wow. Surf's Up. Noble Surfer. Little Surfer Girl, The Rocking Surfer, South Bay Surfer, Still Surfin', <laughs> Surf Jam, The Surfer's Moon, Surfer's Rule,
0: this is ridiculous,
1: and Surfin'.
0: <laughs> Those are all
1: songs or albums recorded by the Beach Boys, despite wow. Dennis Wilson being the only true surfer in the group.
0: Wow. There's only
1: one of the guys... Who but was even a surfer.
0: They were like, we got to capitalize on this culture.
1: Yeah, because that was just the time, it was right? A cool
0: thing to do, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. It was the cool thing to do. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. Not to mention uh, – ho- wait, I don't know why I said not to mention. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I'm guilty of just straight up reading off the page. Let me read this and At then I'll formulate a, a good sentence. Okay. Um, okay. There's this big built-up culture on surfing now, mm-hmm. which was helped – by Hawaii becoming a state in 1959. Mm. So there was this new fascination to their culture uh, and an influx in tourism because it's like, oh, it's a new state. Like, let's go check it out.
0: You're just an American going to America.
1: Right, which also coincides with, like, advancements in the speed and availability of air travel. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was crazy. In 1949... How long do you think it took to fly from San Francisco to Hawaii?
0: I'm so bad at this, but, like, I don't know, eight hours? Maybe. I don't know how long it takes to fly there today.
1: You're close. Okay. In 1949, it took nine hours from SF to Hawaii. Okay. Today it takes – or, sorry, not today. I think this is still true of today, but to make the point clear, 1949, nine hours. Mm -hmm. 1959 – Four and a half hours.
0: Whoa. Right? Yeah.
1: So it's like, not only is it half the flight from San Francisco. Now, most people aren't flying from San Francisco. Yeah. Well, they're probably all stopping there. But, you know, they're flying from all over the country. Not only is it that much quicker... It's like, well, that quickness also comes with just, like, so many other developments in yeah. the in air travel where it's just, like, a lot more accessible. It's a lot cheaper. Way more people are doing it. Mm-hmm. That plane that took nine hours in 1949 held, like, 50 people. This plane that takes four and a half holds 150. Yeah, it's just, like, yeah. it's a lot, you know, traveling by air is way more popular. Yeah. And now we have this new state that looks beautiful. Let's go see it. So, yeah, like, yeah. all of that stuff just helped build up this culture into something that's, like, not dwindled since.
0: Right, yeah, still today. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Very cool, right?
0: Yeah, very cool.
1: Okay, that's all I got. Great. Wait, but there's a little more. Oh. <laughs> In the intro we mentioned the documentary Endless Summer. Yes. That is streaming for free on Tubi. If you don't know about Tubi, T U B I. Yeah, it's just, just, just like a straight up. You'll see it. Free, I don't know. Get it on your smart TV or website or something. If I'm not mistaken, like you don't even put in your email address. Uh-huh. It's just like you go on there and it's just like on demand. It's like Netflix, but it's free. Yeah. You know. Um, or if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you can watch it on there.
0: Yeah. that It looks really cool. Zach showed me the um, poster and I didn't recognize it, but it looks awesome. We'll and... watch the trailer. Yeah. Well, like,
1: we should watch the whole thing. I would should. love
0: to. I'm sure it's not even that long.
1: <sighs> okay. Fun facts and then we're out of here.
0: Okay. Let's do it.
1: The longest ride ever on a surfboard.
0: How, how long?
1: Three hours 55 minutes.
0: What? By i going to say like seven minutes. <laughs> what? what? Well, it's a,
1: it's a little bit of cheating. Okay. So it's by a uh, guy named Gary Saavedra, and he was riding the wake of a speedboat. Right? Oh. So yeah, that it was an endless wave. But
0: still, that's pretty Oh, amazing. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah. three hours 50. The boat probably ran out of gas. Yeah. That's probably why they stopped. Wow. Okay. Uh, all right, moving on. Half of the injuries that happen while people are surfing mm-hmm. are from contact with the surfboard. So oh. falling off, that leash is attached, and you yeah. get nailed in the head, or you get oh. you hit a fin and it cuts you open. That's about yeah. half of the injuries that uh, people experience while surfing.
0: Dang, that kind of makes sense.
1: Also, according to Surfrider Foundation, uh, there are .24 injuries per surfer per year. So about one in four people who surf get injured every year. Now, I don't know if that means go to the emergency room, but... You
0: said- Point, oh, point two four. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay.
1: Um, also, according to Surfrider Foundation, I th- mm-hmm. this was, uh, I don't know, I would not have guessed this, 90% of surfers in the United States are male.
0: 90%? Yeah, doesn't it
1: seem like, yeah, it I would have like never thought lot. it was that high. Also, wouldn't have guessed this, 62% have at least a bachelor's degree, and 67% work full-time thus well, debunking the surf bum yeah, cliche. Yeah,
0: I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people who just love surfing and they do it on the weekends, or they some people who are very dedicated wake up at 4am and drive right. out to the beach and they're out there and then they'll go to work.
1: Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Surfing like early in the morning, that's when people surf. Yeah. I mean, you can you know, they'll surf at any time, but like serious surfers are in the water at Yeah. Yeah, When the sun's coming up.
0: That's interesting.
1: It is. um, I know. I just didn't expect that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Last one. This year, for the first time ever in Olympic history.
0: (gasps) What?
1: A gold medal. A gold. Sorry. Take that back. We'll keep this in though. Yeah. Let them see how we do it. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. This year.
0: Yes. For the first time. First time time in in the
1: Olympics. Uh Uh-huh. Surfing.
0: Surfing was was in the Olympics the first time this year.
1: The Tokyo 2020 Olympics that wow. took place in 2021 uh-huh. was the first time surfing was a sport. Cool. The first ever woman to win a medal in surfing was America's Carissa Moore. She's the first ever woman to win a medal, a gold medal in surfing.
0: Cool. And That's she's awesome. from the
1: U.S. She is 28 years old. Oh, wow. Been surfing since she was five. Cool. She... Was inducted into the Surfers Hall of Fame at 22 years old. Wow. That's how good she is. I'm so happy. She's the that youngest she's person, male or female, to ever win a world championship when she was 18. She wow. won it again like two or three more times after that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. She's 28 and she has been in the Hall of Fame for seven years. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's really cool. I know. Do you know where she's from in America?
1: She is uh, like raised in Hawaii.
0: She is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. That's cool.
1: great. Yeah. Good All right. for her. Now that's everything. All right. Now we're out of that
0: here. That was awesome. I feel like we rode the wave home.
1: This is a good summer episode, right? I love it. So go sit by the beach or put, I don't know, surfing videos on YouTube. Look up Carissa Moore. Watch her gold medal run.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, simultaneously with this podcast, I guess. I don't know how that'll work, but
0: do it. knock yourself out. Yeah. Thanks for listening.